Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, welcome to Rooted Deep. I'm Allison Hale, sitting here with, uh, uh, well, in another country, but sitting here with Reba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like sitting, she's not right here. She's so thousands close, of miles but away. So far so away, far right? Away. Yeah. It's true. And we hope we left you with some good pointers. We uh, we hope we didn't leave you in anxiety for a whole week. Um, right. Because we were talking about we're finishing up our series, our two part series on on anxiety, and we 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 talked about it last week. And we, but today we wanted to talk about specific um, coping mechanisms. Maybe give you some. Um, uh, some pointers on just how to deal with it in the moment. I think I think it's going to be a good a good talk today. So thank you for joining us. Absolutely, we're glad you're here. And you know, one of the things that I think it's so easy for us to do uh, is to kind of just give you like a quick couple of verses and say, mm. "Go go be better." You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be anxious for nothing. Don't worry yeah. about it. Right. Um, but I think we want to you know, finish that. And it's such a, I'm so glad you said that, Alec, because Philippians 4, 6, obviously is that verse. Okay. Be anxious for nothing, but that verse is goes on. Yes. Okay. And this is what I I want to just maybe kick us off with today. Mm -hmm. The Bible has a lot of, Hey, don't, don't, don't do this or definitely do this. Be like me. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. But almost every single time in scripture, if you read the rest of the verse, or if you read the verses that follow it or come before it, you're going to have the instructions on what to do instead. Right. And I think this is a key principle, and I know I've used it so much in counseling, and I bet you have through the years. And that is when I want to get rid of one thing, yeah. um, I can pull it out, but it leaves a void. Mm-hmm. Even anxiety leaves a void. Right. And so therefore, what do I do in place of this? What do I do instead of this? How do I respond? And so that verse, Philippians 4, 6, uh, says, hey, be anxious for nothing, but, okay, the next word is but, and it goes on and it says in every situation, okay, by prayer mm-hmm. and petition yep. with thanksgiving, right. present your request to God. Mm-hmm. And so there is a series of things. First of all, it causes to prayer about everything. It causes to petition, which is actually going to God repeatedly and saying, Lord, I, I, I'm bringing this to you again. Um, and then it says the spirit in which we come is with thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times I think that is left out of our anxiety recipe is right. how can we how can I be thankful? Are you saying I have to be thankful that I'm anxious? Absolutely not. But we all right. have things that we can be thankful for. Right. And so even that verse that we quoted part of last week, we kick off the podcast today with that first mm-hmm. piece of it. And immediately it's easy to dismiss it because yeah. don't be anxious about anything is like, okay, well, that's stupid. Let's go on to another verse, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's there's wars and rumors of wars and all of these things. How in the world am I not supposed to be anxious? My children right. are, you know, my children are growing up in this, in this, there's there's so much going on in our society right now that automatically creates anxiety. So how in the world, but you you hit on it and we you talk about something in this verse that it's giving you something to do. And we talked about this last week that anxiety, if you remove yourself from anxiety, just like the first few days of a vacation, you're still gonna gonna fill it with something. That's the perfect moment to 
add in those things, the prayer, the supplication in a journal. I think we've, we've talked about this before, um, to do the prayer and the supplication with Thanksgiving and, and writing the request down and, and, and creating that moment of, okay, I'm not supposed to be anxious yet. I am. So I'm yeah. going to remove that and I'm going to try to add in those things. And I think that's a perfect, um, that's a perfect, if you don't know what to journal, maybe use that as your model. Um, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a good journaler or I, you know, I have some stickers. I have this really pretty book. What do I start writing down? Start writing down things that you're thankful for. Start writing Absolutely. down things that you, um, that you know is right. Just write down Bible verses. Sometimes the other mm-hmm. day I was, I was frustrated because my prayer, um, the way I was praying, I was like, I just, I, I keep getting distracted or I kept getting, I couldn't focus on. And so I went back to Nehemiah and I just started writing his prayer in chapter, I think it's chapter two, um, his prayer continually. I did, he just started right. And I just started writing that over and over again. And that gave me a perfect model of, of the type of prayer that I wanted to pray over our ministry, but just that writing, writing scripture in your journal. And so, like you said, you create a void with when you, when you get rid of anxiety or you try to get rid of anxiety. So what do you fill it with? And I think that's an excellent way to start this podcast. Yeah. And you know, um, I think sometimes it's hard for us if we're in a difficult spot, sometimes it's hard to think of things to be thankful for mm. because yeah. all we can see are the rain clouds. All we can see yeah. is the storm. All we can see is all we can feel is the pain. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, sometimes it's so difficult. I, and um, I, I loved one of the reasons I loved Ann Voskamp's book, 1000 Gifts, mm-hmm. um, is, is her ability to find small things in life to be thankful for. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it be, I remember on one page, she spent like two pages talking about a soap bubble and I just thought, okay, I've read two pages about a soap bubble that she was thankful for that day. But you know, in her story, uh, she watched her sister be hit and killed, uh, by a car and she watched her sister die. And that, that situation, the spiral of that situation, not just for her, but for her family, She's trying to find her way through some of that. And I think that Thanksgiving is so, so important. Mm -hmm. Bible teaches it just, okay, what can I, where can I turn my heart, my anxious heart, my anxious thoughts? Where, where can I begin to say, God, you know what? I'm thankful today for, for how green everything looks. Yes. You know, I'm thankful today just for food. I'm Mm -hmm. thankful. And you just begin to start small and, yeah. and find things. I've got breath, yeah. you know, uh, and whatever is simple as it may be, mm-hmm. you try to even state the obvious, yeah. but begin to go to God with your cares and concerns. And then to just stack that with Thanksgiving. And then even in moments of anxiety, which we're going to talk about just in yeah. a few minutes here about how to cope with it when it hits you mm-hmm. hard, how do right. I cope with it? And I think yeah. even, even in those moments of meditation or just taking a little breathing here, time, it, what, mm-hmm. do, what do I do during that time? I, right. I think being thankful is huge yeah. because um, it's fear, worry, anxiety, all of these things I think are weapons of Satan to mm-hmm. keep us from experiencing the fullness of God, to keep us from uh, overwhelming our life so yeah. that we get bogged down. So, And we've um, talked about it before. We've talked about it before that sometimes, because we talked about it when we, when we went through Philippians, um, yes. we talked about that battle in our minds. 
And yes. that battle, it start that mental battle, you know, the, the, the Bible doesn't just talk about the spiritual plane because it talks about, we talked about last week, talked about physical, the physical rest and, and sleep that we need, but it also talks about the battle in our minds. And that is also um, woven through Philippians as well, because sometimes Satan um, or the world society ourselves, we fill our mind with, with so much thing, so many things that cause anxiety. And then it gets, it gets worse and worse and worse. But then when, where do we have to combat that? That's, again, in our mind, thinking on these things, creating these lists of, of what we're thankful for, making those supplications. And so that battle um, that goes back and forth, it is, it is in our minds as well. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that Paul teaches us in the book of Ephesians is on the armor of God mm -hmm. is that the only thing weapon we have to fight with is the sword, which is the word of God. Yeah. And so I do think these are attacks. Mm -hmm. I, you, I think we have to identify them. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, Satan's got our name and number and he's moved into our address. OK, um, but we do many times we can feel the attacks of that. And if we don't if we don't deal with it quickly, it can escalate. Mm -hmm. exactly. You know, what is a what is a small thing on Monday by Friday can be this massive thing that's way out of control. Yeah. Because we didn't respond to it correctly at the beginning. Exactly. So I think that as we talk about how to deal with anxiety, um, one of the things that's so important is what do you, how quickly do you respond mm -hmm. to your situation and how do you respond? You right. know, what do you yeah. do? You know, uh, what do you do quickly? It's important. And I think even before that, you need to understand what it looks like. Um, and we can talk about this really quickly with, with anxiety. Um, it could be a, a and it's, it's very similar to a trauma response. So it would be like a fight or a flight. We've heard, we've heard those words before. Sure. Um, and so fight or flight. And, you know, obviously there's freeze as well. This is because um, originally it was just fight or flight. People either fight or they flight. And I was like, well, I know I remember times when I literally froze. Um, and it was a time of, and it was, there was physical emotion. There was physical, um, the, the, the skin tingly, the, the heart racing that, and I would just freeze and I didn't know when to, and sometimes it was been, and I think you've been at these, you've actually seen me do this to where I literally can't speak because I'm just like, right. um, and you know, and it's not a good place. It's the fight or the flight or the freeze or inner even, um, one that's kind of being used a little bit more uh, lately, uh, especially in trauma, is fawn, where you just start kind of trying to bargain with what's going on. But, you know, the original, the fight, flight, or freeze is, is one of those things. And you need to recognize when these moments are, whether you're just, because sometimes in moments of anxiety, we talked about this last week, we just go hide and watch TV or we go, you know, do something. And, but people need to understand, okay, when I'm frozen in this moment or when I'm fleeing from the problem, um, that's when you need to know, okay, I'm, this is a moment of anxiety. Now what? And that's what, that's what Reba's going to tell us about. Like, here's, here's how you deescalate in the moment. No, absolutely. Because I think really quick, right, um, uh, right behind anxieties, mm. uh, if you let them roll out of control, yeah. fear rolls in really quickly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and very quickly, all of the things that may or may not be, <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, it's like uh, uh, many times in counseling, we talk about the, the monster under the bed. Mm. And as a kid, you know, there was the idea that there was a monster under the bed and there really wasn't. Yeah. But it didn't matter if there was one or there wasn't one. 
the stressors that felt a kid felt or the fear that a kid felt yeah. or the anxiety that a kid felt because he believed that possibly there was something underneath the bed, the monster underneath mm -hmm. the bed, that was enough to trigger everything bad, you right. know, and to create chaos for a child. Mm -hmm. And we do that as adults. We just do it right. differently. Yeah. Um, the fears lot, are different. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so what happens when we get into those moments when we're panicking or mm -hmm. we're feeling that our anxiety levels are starting to yeah. escalate? Yeah. Um, and how can we, I think two things, how can we keep those things at a minimum? Yeah. And then what do we do when they when happen? They yeah. Yeah. So I think keeping them at a minimum, Allie's already said a few things, uh, you know, is, you know, even last week we talked a little bit about those, some of a few of those things we talked about doing this checklist, mentally, emotionally, physically, checking on ourselves, not letting ourselves spiral out of control, uh, whether we're not getting enough rest, we're not getting good food, uh, we're not eating correctly, uh, or eating often enough. Um, you know, we're in a situation, a season where yeah. there's just a lot on us. Mm -hmm. um, we're not turning to God in prayer. Yeah. at all. We, we're not yoking up with him. So these are things we all, we mentioned last week in the podcast. So if you missed last week's podcast, go back, catch that because these are all things that help us to cope. Right. Yeah. Um, with the stressors, you know, and that you talked about last week, say it, cause I think this is so good, Allie, for those that might've missed it, the difference between stress and anxiety. Cause I think we should repeat that. Yeah. And we use them. We use them so many times. I'm so stressed out or I'm so anxious or I have anxiety and we don't, we, we, we need to define it. A stressor is more, um, is obviously going to have an external, an external trigger. So we're stressed out about our children's, our children's education, or we're stressed out in the moment because there's so much to do in work. There's going to be an external, we can actually easily identify what's causing us stress. When anxiety have similar feelings, stress and, and anxiety have similar feeling of physical manifestations, but anxiety is harder to, I, I, feel, I feel like I want to, like, scare. I feel scared. I want to go away. I feel, um, I, I, you know, my panicky. heart's racing or what, yeah. panicky, those type of things, and I don't know why. And that's, made, that's the main difference maybe between anxiety and stress. A little bit easier in a stereotypical, it's kind of a generalized way. But if you're, if you're really struggling with, is this just stress? Because when you can identify it, it's going to be easier to make sure it doesn't yes. happen or can, you, can, you can control it. You can move your schedule. You can talk to a counselor about, about your kid's education. You can, find, you can find a more easy answer maybe to the stress. Um, then anxiety is a little bit more hard to identify because you don't know what's causing you anxiety. And so that's where you kind of have to do that deep dive into uh, is it spiritual? Is it physical? Is it, is it mental? Do I need to talk to somebody? Um, is there a chemical imbalance? Is there? And so those are kind of two ways you could identify, because like you said, then when you put things in order, and I think um, there, uh, there was a, there was a book talking about the ordering your private world where you need to, um, is it McDonald or McDowell? I can't remember the name of the, yeah. the author, but it is ordering your private world. And it was talking about people whose lives are continual chaos. Um, it's hard for them to to continue forward without having this stressed out life, without having this anxiety um, filled life, because they don't have things in order. And when you are in an anxiety moment, or when you are in a panic attack, or stressed out, understanding what 
what's what, first of all, making that definition, finding that definition, and then understanding if there's something I can move um, to, to change. And if there's something that I need to, if I need to talk to somebody, or if I need to just go ahead and just deescalate, like you've said, I need to just in that moment of fear, I need to figure out what to do in this moment. So then I can organize. um, Absolutely. Yeah. And that is Gordon McDonald. Uh, on, or, there it is. Yeah, ordering your private world. But yeah, so let's let's look at these two from two perspectives. And so first mm-hmm. of all, how do I keep my body mm-hmm. in 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 the right place? How do I keep my mind in the right place? How do I keep how do I what do I do on an on a normal basis to can keep my anxiety levels down? Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, so this would not be what I would do in the moment of feeling anxiety, yeah. but what do I yeah. just do as a general sense? Um, to to keep my anxieties at the bay, um, you know, and obviously scripture gives us tips. Uh, uh, medical medical science gives us tips, uh, and uh, mental science gives us tips. So you know, one of the things. So here's a couple of things that we just wrote down that we found from different aspects. One is obviously keep physically active. Mm-hmm. So uh, just staying, we mentioned this last week, go for walks, make yeah. physical activity uh, a normal part of your routine. Right. Uh, it's been proven that these, that physical activity helps to keep anxiety under control. So yes. helps us deal with it better. So absolutely. Um, you know, here's another one that may seem obvious to some, but maybe not as obvious to others. Um, but it, it's on all of the major lists for dealing with anxiety is avoid alcohol. And, mm-hmm. and recreational drugs. Now you say, yeah. well, you know, um, but a lot, there's a lot of people who, you know, they, their social drinking uh, may be exasperating their anxiety yeah. levels. Yeah. And so, you know, for some people, don't drink. It's just right. not, because just I don't think life. they realize that alcohol is a stimulant. And it so is. it's one of the, it's one of those things that you think it's going to just relax you and make you say, you know, no, it yeah. actually, initially it is a stimulant. And when you add that to an already anxious person, it's not a good mix. No, no, it's not. And then we oftentimes mix that people mix those things, a little bit of alcohol with a, with a, with a volume or with the, with a, mm-hmm. you know, with a something that's so. supposed to, and it's, it's, this is not good. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is one of the biggest things that you'll read on all of the, all of from psychology, as well as medical science, as well as let, let's just be, watch these areas of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, caffeinated beverages, Allie told me not to mention this one, but, uh, <laughs> literally. but uh, that's so funny as she sits, but co- coffee's good for you. I know you love coffee. Coffee yeah. is good for you to a certain level, to um, a certain but level. over, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are just addicted to Cokes or to, yeah. uh, you know, to these, I can't believe the number of people who drink these stimulant drinks, energy like drinks, energy, yeah. drink, energy drinks, whether it, whatever brand it yes. is. But if you walk through the grocery store, I used to be, there were one or two. Now mm-hmm. there's like 97 to choose from. Yeah. And, um, there are people who live on those things. They get up in the morning, they have one, they have one three or four times during the day. And they're constantly stimulating themselves right. with, with, uh, caffeine. With a chemical. Yeah. And Correct. it's a chemical stimulant. And, and, some people, I, I relax with a hot cup of coffee, but at the same time, I know that if I have too much, it, it's a chemical stimulant that's not going to help if I'm, if I'm anxious. And so that's one of the things that the workshop women are like, okay, you've had a cup of coffee. Now you need to drink eight ounces of water. And they're, and they're, they're making sure they're keeping me in check um, with, my, with my caffeine. Because it, again, it's a chemical stimulant in your body that's not necessarily good. No, absolutely. 
So these are things you notice all of these things are connected to physical things. Mm -hmm. They have mental repercussions and they have emotional repercussions, but they're all physical, whether it be staying active or a bit, you know, stop with the caffeinated beverages, cut mm -hmm. back, uh, you know, avoid alcohol. All of these things these are all physical things, um, right. you know. And another um, one would be the, the nutrition. Absolutely. And that's mm -hmm. a huge part is, is watch what you eat. Um, you know, we, again, we get in fast paced zone and we find ourselves running through fast food restaurants, grabbing, um, some people grab unhealthy foods when they're in a stressful time period of their life. Other people don't eat. Yeah. So, I don't know those people. <laughs> right. I am such a, I'm such an emotional eater. Uh, yeah. I, and I was, I remember a time in my life where I was literally just handfuls of jelly beans every time I had an emotional um, and it was jelly beans. Somebody had sent me, I appreciate yeah. their thought process. They had sent me a giant box of jelly bellies. And I was just, I mean, I would counsel a child at the school and then they would leave and I'd be like cramming the jelly beans in my mouth, you know, and, and yeah. then other people that don't eat, I'm like, who are those people? I don't, I can't imagine what it would be right. like to just not eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what happens is you, again, we get a high and a crash. Yes. Um, and these are things that send our anxiety mm. levels through the roof as we have these highs and immediate lows as our bodies, uh, you know, race high on sugar, caffeine, whatever. And then everything comes crashing down. Right. So, so important mm. that we are careful with what we eat. So during times like this, um, really ask yourselves, okay, wait a minute, what am I putting in my system? Mm -hmm, and yeah. uh, think about what can I, how can I eat healthy during this zone? Because, you know, there's just natural times in life where there's more, uh, we're more, it's a more anxious time. You know, uh, I talked to a friend of mine the other day, her daughter's getting ready to get married in three months. And, you know, I mean, the bride is anxious, the mom is, everybody in the family is stressed out because right. it's like, ah, you know, and so there's seasons, right? There's seasons yeah. of life like that. So during that time, managing your sleep yeah. is important. Managing what you eat is important. Watching all of these physical things is important. Right. Um, and so, and then I think getting into the word. Mm -hmm. And realizing, okay, wait a minute, I really need to make sure during these seasons that I am taking time. It, yeah. it, I hear so many people say this, Allie, and I, and I know what they mean because I've been there, but I also don't know what they mean. You don't have, you don't have the luxury of not having time right. to spend time in prayer in God's word, because it is the thing that helps you with your anxieties. It is. And it's one of those things, again, it's, it's a, it's commandment, first of all, but it also, because we came from Philippians, when we talked last week about protecting yeah. our mind, mm -hmm. um, that is one of the things that the first thing we do, we read, it goes into our mind. We think about it. We meditate, um, in the old Testament, talk about meditating as well. Um, and, and, and it's one of those things that quiets your mind so you can focus on what truly what's truly true. And, and you've, you mentioned it. And, and I think on the big picture, when you talk about knowing there's a wave of this time is going to be more stressful, this time is going to be more anxiety filled and understanding. So take a minute, look at your calendar and say, okay, I'm about to enter a moment of just craziness. I need to organize beforehand. Yeah. I need to make sure I have those, those, you know, that 20 minutes in the scripture yeah. or that 20 minute walk in the afternoon, or I need to know that I, this is going to happen. So I need to schedule. And so again, this is coming from somebody who we all know is not a very organized person. 
but I'm getting better <laughs> at looking ahead at the calendar and thinking, okay, this is going to be a crazy moment. I need to make sure I schedule time in the word. I need to make sure I schedule that time in the gym or the, the schedule the meal and plan ahead to where I know I'm going to eat a better thing than just, you know, a power bar or a, a handful of jelly beans, which turns into about a pound of jelly beans. If we're honest. Yeah, really. You know, um, I, I, in counseling, I've given a lot of people Isaiah 41, 10. Mm. So, you know, because it starts off. So do not fear. Yeah. Just I am with you. Mm. Do not be dismayed. I am the Lord, your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And mm -hmm. I think reminding, you know, getting a verse, maybe yeah. two or three verses mm -hmm. that are just anchors for us. They're, they're kind of our, they're, I like to call them our grenades. It's the thing that you grab and pull the pin on and toss when mm -hmm. you are in a moment of, of panic or fear yeah. or anxiety. It's this, okay, wait a minute. What's my verse? Oh. Yeah. What's my verse? Wait a minute. What is my verse? And going back and having some of these things in those seasons, um, and I, you know, it's just vital. And I think what you said is so important. If you see a season you're going into and you know it's going to be that way, preparing your heart and your mind uh, for that season is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if that season hits you out of nowhere, yeah. we all ought to have a battle plan mm -hmm. yeah. for getting hit with those seasons. Mm -hmm. And so, so you've got a maintenance mode. Yeah. Okay. That I know I'm just continually watching to make sure my anxieties are not getting out of control, mm -hmm. physically active, getting rest, avoiding alcohol, controlling my caffeine, making mm -hmm. sure I'm eating correctly, staying in the word, making sure I'm praying with Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. One more though. I need to add the keeping your pleasurable activities. In other words, if yeah. I, you, you ask somebody, I don't know how many times we've asked somebody for their hobbies or what their hobbies are. And they're like, oh, I don't have time. And I'm like, mm, if you don't have time to do what you enjoy, then that moment, that, those anxiety, that, that your stress level is, you're too busy. And because the Lord has given us, uh, you know, the Lord has given us talents and gifts and, and enjoyable activities, whether it's going outside, like we talked about taking a walk, or whether it's painting or drawing or reading or whatever, make sure you keep that as part of your day. So before we move it ahead, I wanted to add that. No, no, I think that's so good. You know, I, I've been in a season lately where it's been a heavy schedule. Mm -hmm. And when you're, when I'm in a season like this, I typically are like, I don't have time to take a day off yeah. because it, mm. it, because I'm traveling. So I, I come back and there's more to do that I haven't gotten done because I've been on the road. Mm. But the other day I disciplined myself to take a day off. Mm. And, and I use that word. I disciplined myself to yeah. take a day off, but I did. And I, heard I, it. Went, I went to Top Golf. Oh. And and I mean, so it was just, I mean, it was just this fun couple hours mm -hmm. of just smacking a golf ball, yeah. laughing and, you know, uh, and then just had, we played cornhole and, you know, and just, just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, being able just to go and just for a little while, set all yeah. that aside right. and laugh and rest. And so you're right. Um, we all need to be able to do that. And also, I think we all need somebody we can talk to. Right. You may not have a counselor or a therapist, but guess what? You need a friend. A support system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A friend that you can say, okay, I'm going crazy. I'm about, you know, and, and I need a, I need a moment to decompress. I need a moment to vent. And then yeah. and that, make sure that friend is somebody who's going to remind you of those good habits mm -hmm. that you need, including the word of God. But just say, you know what? I, I do need a friend that can 
And I have a, I have a friend here in the Dominican who is who calls and says, "Hey, are you doing okay?" And it, depending on how I answer, she might call again and be like, "Okay, I don't like your first answer, or you didn't answer me correctly, or right. you know, is there something I can pray for you for?" Um, sure. We all need you, we all need to identify identify um, somebody in our life that would be our support system. Oh, absolutely. And and so those are all man. Those are a bunch of them. So I hope that, you know, I know we set them quickly and we kind of filled in in between, but I hope that you jotted some of those things down if you're listening. These are just some really simple, practical ways to, to keep anxiety lower in our life as a daily, as a daily routine and daily habit. But then what about in the moment? Mm-hmm. So what happens when all of a sudden anxiety hits me, whether I know why or I don't know why, I have no idea, but I am, I mean, I am hitting, I'm moving towards panic attack. I'm moving towards freaking out i'm I'm moving towards i'm losing it whatever words you want to use in there um what do we do in those moments um yeah. and how do we you know stop and and deal with that um and so i think one of the things and and uh, ellie and i'll kind of go back and forth a little bit on this as we just add some things but again these are things from from medicine things from psychology as well as from mm-hmm. biblically but Take a deep breath. Yeah. Huge. Our breathing is so much connected to our, our, how we respond physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as your, as your anxiety levels go up, those fight, flight, freeze mechanisms that are naturally in our Mm -hmm. body begin to fire Mm -hmm. and everything begins to be heightened. Yeah. Heart rate, blood pressure, uh, sweat glands. Uh, everything begins to 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 be triggered, mm-hmm. and so how do I de-escalate a physical yeah. response? Mm-hmm. The number one way to manage a physical response is through breathing. Right, and it, yeah, just the, the deep breaths and 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 re- and listen to your breathing. Don't you know? Don't you have to kind of focus kind of inward a little bit and say and just focus on your breathing and focus on uh, um, I kind of we call it a body check. Uh, when we're talking about this, just focus on your breathing and then bring it back in. Um, and, and kind of, you might have to walk, you kind of step away from the, you know, whatever it is, if you're in an office space or in something, but so you can just, or look at a blank wall and say, okay, I just need to focus on my breathing for a minute. And, and, and that's so huge. It sounds so simple, but it does, it really does work. Well, and, and, you know, um, one of a little trivia question here, one of the number one techniques that's taught us so much about breathing is da 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 I don't know. It's Lamaze. Oh, okay. there we, yeah. Neither of us have had a baby. Rebus. No, we have not. <laughs> but uh, but in in the research, it's just the breathing. It is. So women who would like to have children naturally mm-hmm. can go through this training called Lamaze, and it is an actual breathing technique. That helps women women to be able to move through the pain mm-hmm. and to be able to deliver a baby mm-hmm. without losing their minds. Yeah. Okay. I mean, really, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that's really what. And so there is just there's breathing techniques that are just mm-hmm. so true. So we, we know if 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 a woman can deliver a baby by using breathing techniques without mm-hmm. pain medication, yeah, then, then breathing techniques work. So right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. If you talk about the ultimate body check, that is what it is. That is it. So being able just to, uh, I I, I love, I tell people sometimes just count slowly. 
to 10 mm-hmm. because yeah. that distracts your mind mm-hmm. count slowly and then you're just breathing and right. it causes hyperventilation to go down it causes panic to go down and it is a discipline i will tell you it is a discipline yeah. because you're feeling like ah you know mm-hmm. and it is very much of a discipline to just go okay breathe yeah and there was, yeah, there was a time where we were, I think you and I both took this, um, took this course, but it was, you know, just talking about being in meetings where we know that there's going to be um, a little bit of stress and learning to breathe even before that meeting. Um, and I think Ross Robinson talked to us about yeah. how we respond and maybe yes. breathing in for four or five and breathing out for four or five. And so that's one way you can count. Yes, absolutely. And you know, when you go into many times, we'll go into a situation where maybe it's a difficult conversation. Uh, Maybe it's an escalation in our own home. Maybe it's us and our spouse are having a little bit of a uh, difficult conversation. Um, And all of a sudden, I can feel my anxiety levels go up. Uh, Maybe it's a daughter or son that walks in the door with their latest, you know, announcement. Uh, or whatever. But in those moments, um, it's so powerful if we can initiate a habit of being able to say, okay, deep breaths. Before I respond, before I say anything, before I react, just being able to wait a minute, let's just Mm -hmm. let let me deescalate my own anxiety levels. And we do that just taking deep breaths and counting slowly. Um, and, and, and I will also tell you this, there are times when you're in a situation like that, where you need to say, you know what, I need a timeout. Yeah. I, I just need a timeout right now. I'm going to go take a walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go and, uh, I'm just going to go and pray. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go right now. I can no longer continue this conversation with you, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, because I, I am, not in a frame of mind to be able to mm-hmm. do that. Um, those are w- wise words from wise yeah. people. Yes. And, and, and they're taking a time out, especially when you're in that moment of anxiety, whether it's with another person or whether it's alone and you're just feeling the fear of if you're looking at your calendar or if you're thinking, if your mind has gotten you going into this, you know, into the spiral of anxiety, um, or if it's just anxiety that you cannot that you cannot recognize, just that change of scenery, the timeout from wherever you're standing at that moment where that panic a- panic attack or that anxiety hit you, um, walk outside, uh, yes. just change the scenery just a little bit enough so that you can concentrate on the breathing or you can concentrate. That would be your timeout. It's not necessarily standing in a corner. Um, and and if in my sometimes it's when you come home and you're like so stressed and then all of a sudden you see your dog and it's like. Focus on your dog for a minute. I mean, just take take a time out and change that. You know, change that, change the scenery uh, of where you are. And if it's if it's w- if you're with another person and it's in a meeting, or if it's if you're alone and your thoughts have gotten you into this moment of of anxiety, step out, step away, step you know, step somewhere, um, yeah. and get that and change that up. And if you can't step away, you know, uh, I used to be a college advisor, and a lot of times kids had testing anxiety. They would get into a room and, and they would get that paper in front of them at, and they would all of a sudden all of the testing anxiety would come and they would and, and they and a lot of times in most college settings, at least you can't leave the room and, yeah. and continue the test. Yeah. If you leave the room, you've yeah, gotten a exactly. zero. The test is over. 
So how do you, you know, so I remember helping a lot of students. How do I deal with my anxiety in a moment when I can't walk away? Mm. And, and being able sometimes just to, uh, I would tell them at the, you know, today we do so much with technology, but back then you still used the old pencil and you were still writing and marking on a test, lay the pen or pencil down, mm-hmm. close your eyes, mm-hmm. take 10 deep breaths, mm-hmm. quote your verses. Mm-hmm. And then follow your quoting of your verses with just a brief prayer. Yeah. Because you're you're you gotta you gotta take your test. You can't yeah. stay there and you know you and land forever. Right. So say a brief prayer and say, God, I I I need I am feeling so much anxiety in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I have a job to do mm-hmm. and I wanna do my job well. So help me in this moment. Well, Lord, when I open my eyes, give me a sense of peace to be able to step into this. Now, does it mean when you open your eyes, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and you're ready to take your test? Not always, but it's just yeah. being able to do those moments. And man, I can't tell you how many students found success as they tried that repeatedly. Many times they said it won't work, but it won't work. Um, and then also, I always had that last ditch thing. And that was, think, I would tell the college students, look across the room. See one of those students and think, you know, think about them in a goofy outfit, a goofy hat, a goofy situation. Um, And many times for young people, that was enough to create the smile on the face, which immediately alters uh, the the situation mentally. So for those of you who may be in a situation where you can't just walk away, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a boss and you, you know, so thinking about how do I, how do I stay in the moment? And I can control my anxiety in the moment that I have to stay in. I can't step out of. Uh, And these are some ways, again, that we can uh, that we can do that. And then when you blow it, and I think we should say this uh, because we don't always deal with it well. And you know, when you when you when you when you freak out, or when you just Mm. kind of fall apart, or when anxiety overwhelms you, um, don't quit. Right. Exactly. I think um, I was in, I was in a, and we've heard, we've had Janice on, um, yes. on our podcast before. And she was talking about a, a, a situation where there was a, somebody that needed to make a presentation and literally in that moment just froze. Yeah. And I, we've all been there and, you know, and so the worst thing that she could have done is just like, just quit and just said, no, I'm never going to, you know, apparently I'm, I'm, I'm worthless, just fire me, whatever. Um, yeah. But no, she just, you know, she just did she kept going and, and, and got the tools that she needed to where the next time it didn't happen. Um, yes. and th- whether, whether it's a, like, a, whether it's one of those stressful moments that automatically causes you to freeze or whether, you know, you, you blow a test because you couldn't get your mind calmed down enough, or, you know, you had to, um, you had to pull off to the side of the road to a rest stop and just say, okay, I just had a panic attack. Don't know why. Um, yep. You can't just get up and walk out of your car. Uh, not the, you know, so you have to, yeah. you have to step forward. And that's what, that's what God said to Elijah. I mean, Elijah was allowed his moment. Elijah was. was allowed his nap. He was allowed his food um, because, but God sent him back in the Bible. God didn't say, okay, rest, you're done. I'm taking you home now. He said, rest because we have something else to do. Um, and, and you're valuable you're valuable to God. And to think about, you know, he's allowing you these moments and he's allowing you, giving you these coping mechanisms and giving you this rest time because he, he, he's got a job, you know, he's got a purpose for you. And, and so don't forget that. Don't, don't, failure is not, is not forever. 
No, it's not. And you know, in, in Elijah's story, I think you see three things that really I have I've kind of built my core uh, of counseling on in this area. One is that when you're in that moment, I think what you have to understand is think about what am I, how am I thinking? And it's important to identify core beliefs or cha- and, and challenge what we're going to call unhelpful or unbiblical thinking. Yeah. Elijah thought he was the only one. Yeah. He, he, he had gotten in his mind that somehow nobody else cared about Jesus. And he was the only one out there fighting a good fight of faith. And, and, and later on, God would tell him, no, it's not just you. There are hundreds out there that are, are that are, that are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so identifying thoughts, when you think about your thoughts, identifying those, those core thoughts or core beliefs in, that are unhelpful, unbiblical, um, taking the time to say, wait a minute, what am I thinking here? That's wrong. Yeah. And then we know thoughts lead to feelings. Mm-hmm. So then this is what I think is important. And none of us do this well, but learning to tolerate uncomfortable feelings. Mm, yeah. Anxiety is an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. And we don't, most of us don't like to, we don't like that sensation that we feel. Right. Yeah. And so we want out of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't just go away. Mm-hmm. And for Elijah, it didn't just go away. Yeah. He had to tolerate those things. In fact, God would say, all right, I'm going to send you right back to that same yeah. town, to that same king and queen that you ran from, I'm going to send you back to face them. And I do not think that suddenly after a couple of days with Jesus, he was just running back going, I got this. Um, We have to endure uncomfortable feelings at times. And it is, and we have to understand, I learned to tolerate those in the moment. So I learn how to say, you know what, this will not kill me. This is not going to kill me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. And I I learned to tolerate that. And then I think then that from our thinking and our feeling affects our behavior. So I can look at behavioral patterns in my life and I can choose to behave differently. I really can. Um, And that was where Elijah was at. God met him outside the cave and said, okay, I'm giving you instructions, you know, but twice God asked him, what are you doing here? He was dealing with his behavior. What are you doing here? And he was like, well, Lord, I'm the only one. No, you're not. He dealt with his, his wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. He, he pushed him back out into uncomfortable situation, yeah. but his behavior now was a different thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we're going to see our own selves deal with our own anxiety like cycles, if you would, or patterns mm-hmm. of anxiety or things that are in right. our life, we're going to have to realize that I have to address how I think mm-hmm. I have to address how I feel. Yeah. And I may not always feel happy. Yeah. I, I may, yeah. I may not always, I, this may be uncomfortable and I have to deal with this for a while. But then I, I address my behaviors, which we've given you a lot of tools to do yeah. today and, and last week. And then I began to become healthier in this area of dealing with and handling anxiety, which all of us have to handle and deal with. Right, exactly. And I think, I think that's, the, that's the, the moment where we say, all right, some of this, you know, some of this I can't change. There are things, I mean, because you and I both, we're in ministries that, that create a lot of mental stress and, and as well as anxiety, worry, um, burnout, compassion, fatigue, all of these things that, that, that are created. And the, the ministry doesn't go away, like you said. Um, you have to learn how to cope within, but then have that soul care. Um, we've talked a lot about self-care, you know, in society today, we're talking a lot about self-care, but making sure that self-care is healthy soul care because Elijah did, he had to, he was thinking he was the only one. And, and so it was very inward thinking, but when he 
was able to look outside um, outside himself and find that purpose back and who it, who who God is and what God wanted uh, wanted him to do. It was one of those things that he was focused instead of being so focused inwardly. Um, you do need to listen to. I'm you know I'm not saying don't listen to your breathing. Don't listen to your. We we just talked about doing that. But then also thinking, no, you're not alone. You have a healthy support system. You have a purpose. Um, you have a family. You have, you know, you have something outside of yourself. And, and thinking, no, there is, there is something that God has you in. And it might not be comfortable right now. It's, you know, it, it, it's hard. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's worth it. And, it, and so just use, learn how to cope within that that um, difficult time, because like we said, those difficult times are going to happen. This season, I was just talking to a mom last night, her daughter's two, and she's just the typical, all of a sudden has discovered temper tantrums are really working for me here. Yeah, and I so, gotcha. you know, and so it's like, okay, I can't throw, I, I, I can't throw the baby out with a bathwater, literally. Um, I really need to, this is a moment where it's going to be, I'm going to get mad at my child for acting the fool because her, you know, her lollipop was green instead of red you know things like that and it's gonna still happen but in the moment um just have these coping mechanisms of breathing and recognizing like you said your core your core value of being a good mother and teaching my child good things um and she has to focus on that right now and she can't get out of that situation um she just has to learn how to cope within that situation and cope in in healthy ways you know check her body check her soul check her check her mind oh absolutely you know, we started the podcast and we we left, we started with Philippians. Mm. You know, uh, don't be anxious for anything, but everything by prayer. I think it would be great for us to close the podcast, maybe with Matthew 6. So we, we refer to these verses constantly, but yeah. the verses 25, basically through 34. Mm. Um, I won't read them all to you, but here's here's a zoom in that I think will help us. You know, verse 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Well, what the what are these things? Mm -hmm. Everything from 25 forward talks about not worrying about our life, not worrying about what we'll eat or drink. And it goes on and talks about the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. And then, and so he goes on to say, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And so God is just, God many times speaks into our lives through his word. And can I focus on today? Yeah. And, and today I'm just going to seek God in every area of my life. Mm -hmm. And man, I know we say this so much, Allie, but it's so the practical. Mm -hmm. it, it's not that you just throw these verses out there. Uh, you know, David said in the Psalms, I sought the Lord and he answered me, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. he delivered me. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, when anxiety, when we have it, uh, we run to God. Yeah. And, and we, we do all the things we've talked about, mm -hmm. but honestly, ultimately God is the one who knows what's causing our anxieties, what's driving our stressors, our fears, um, what's causing us to, to spiral. And he can, and he will supernaturally speak into our lives and give us the things that we need. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to do our part, yeah. but God does speak into that. So to well, me, like Jesus comfort. said, you know, yoke up to him and, you know, always stay yoked up. And then right. you're walking through this tough time and the mire and the muck with him, not yeah. alone. Yeah, no, exactly right. And as we trust in God, you know, he does what he's promised to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so, man, this has been a lot. Wow. Uh, we have packed a, a lot in, a, in, a, in this podcast, but mm -hmm. um, I hope that you will take the time 
to maybe listen again, mm-hmm. go out, analyze your own heart, life, behaviors, thoughts, and beliefs, and begin to say, okay, uh, where am I at? What do I need to change? What do I need mm-hmm. to do differently? Um, and how can I be a stronger person through these moments of anxiety that we know right. we all have? Exactly. And pra- go ahead and practice those coping mechanisms early on. Practice breathing <laughs> now, because yeah. in the moment when the anxiety hits you, then you'll have, because women go through Lamaze class before they have the baby. They don't start learning right. breathing practices right in the moment of labor. And so it's right. the same with, uh, with anxiety breathing and anxious breathing, you need to, start, you know, practice the, the 10, you know, counting to 10, breathing in and out now, um, or, or have your Bible verse ready or have your, you know, have your, your picture in your head ready, whatever, whatever you need, practice it now before the moment hits. Oh, absolutely. Good, good advice. Good advice. Well, listen, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Uh, we've, we've enjoyed, I guess, talking about mm-hmm. anxiety. Uh, I do think it's something all of us, it, deal with it and some worse than others, but all of us have issues with it. So we hope today something has helped you in some way. Uh, Again, uh, we love to hear from you. So feel free to share your stories. Feel free to share information with us. We love to hear what's going on in your life. We hope that you have a great day today and we'll see you next time on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.